You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. Hi. We're away from each other today. (laughs) And not even really for any reason, but just because it worked out easier. Yeah. I mean, I I had to go get a breast reduction consultation. So our times were going to be a little bit later today. So I just texted her and I was like, hey, want to Zoom so you don't have to drive all the way out here? (laughs) Yeah. But then it's like, I'm like, well, I'm not going to bring Lorelai to daycare because then I don't have to drive in and do that. But so this might be a little sketchy. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) She's at lunch. She's ready. She's chill. She's having quiet time. So we'll see how long we can keep her occupied with that. For sure. We'll be interviewing the (laughs) three-year-old. Right. She might not. She should probably like it. She talk about. She probably be funnier than we are. Probably. <laughs> How's your week? Oh, My week's been good. It's been busy. I am working on some new exciting projects for a nonprofit organization. So I'm helping them create a new avenue in a way. And, um, it's been really fun. So stay tuned. Cause I'm going to share it. I can't really share details right now, but, um, it's really exciting and I am excited to help a lot of people and it's near and dear to my heart. So it's really fun. Yeah. I know. I'm super excited so that, for you. Yeah. So we had a, another meeting today for that and get to get going on some some avenues in that area. And um, Lorelai has been, it's been a really good week with her. And yeah, it's just kind of been a lot of, um, I don't know, normal responsibility stuff, but at the same point, really good. And we had our photo shoot. We did. We that had our really one fun. year photo shoot. That was super fun. <laughs> I already forgot about it. I was like, what day is it? Where are we? I don't I even feel know. You. I feel like I just wake up and look <laughs> at my calendar and I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing today. I can't even look to the next day. You're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, um, or like, what did you do this weekend? I'm like nothing. And then I'm like, no, I like did all this stuff and it was actually really fun. I just even remember <laughs> oh but Mm -hmm. yeah no we released our episode and we had our our photo shoot which was super fun and it was really cool I love how it's turned out we did a lot of looks in a short period of time and Kaylin Green is absolutely incredible so that was fun and I love just how it turned out yeah I'm excited to see him for our new segment yeah that we can't tell you about yet because that's another new fun thing coming (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> too many secrets everybody's exactly. gonna be everybody's gonna hate I us i hate when people Surprise say stuff <laughs> what'd you say 
Surprise, our hair is not bigger. Holding all the secrets. Is <laughs> what they say? Two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. That or- sounds terrible. What is that from? Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> oh, my God. But wow. isn't isn't the secret you went mean girl style? You went like her hair is full of secrets. Who says that? What's his name? Yeah, um, yeah, the, a best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did go mean girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I forgot liars. Yeah. So how is what did you do? My week has been insane. Um, just. Yeah, I had we had the photo shoot for one year and then um, I was invited to be in this real producers magazine with a renovation company. So then I had to curry up from our one year shoot and run up there and get my photograph up there. And then yesterday I was staging Parade of Homes models all day. So that's just a whole thing in itself. And then, yeah, just getting listings sold and buyers under contract and all the fun stuff yes it's yeah it's been crazy and it's only going to continue to get crazier which is awesome it's spring market this is what I expect every year so yeah and then today I had a thing too I know I've been seeing a ton of robins I think the groundhog was wrong yes what did the groundhog say he said we have six more weeks of winter, but I don't believe him. What is it if they see their shadow or if they don't? I don't know the logistics of that. I think it's, <laughs> I think if he sees his shadow, there's six more weeks of winter. And if he doesn't, then we're fine. I could be wrong though. Don't quote me anybody. <laughs> I just don't know. At least you know some of it. I know it's on February 2nd. That's it. Because I used to date a guy who his birthday was on Groundhog Day. And for some reason, I remember that. <laughs> oh, the things that our exes will remind us of. It's funny. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Speak. I kind of thought we could do a fun thing today. I thought like I there's this website of people that ask for advice. And they tell their stories of what they want advice on. And then I thought maybe we could like give our little twisted sisters advice. Yeah. And plus some of them are kind of juicy stories and they're interesting, <laughs> interesting. to read. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'll start with the first one. It says, I, 38 female, am really feeling depressed due to an issue that involves a group of friends of the same age, 38 females which 38-year-olds, really need help as it is now affecting me a lot more than it should ideally. We are a group of very close friends, seven of us. We have been tight for the last 15 years now. We started off as seven single girls, and now the group has grown, and all of us are married, and now our husbands are involved as well. Personally, I am very much invested emotionally in this friendship because these are the only very close friends I have in my city. We meet almost every weekend and have a constant group chat going on. Over the last few years, I have started to realize that my opinions and preferences have absolutely no importance in this group. If I can't make it for a plan, nobody tries to accommodate another day or time. 
But if someone else cannot make it, every effort is done to reschedule it. So much so that over the last few months, I have started to feel if I am really needed here. I question if my company is even important. I want to know if I'm overreacting or should try to limit my interactions so as to avoid getting hurt when my opinions or preferences don't matter anymore. It has been affecting me enough to make me question my worth and self-respect now. Please advise. What do you think? I don't know. I think that's a tough one. I think there's so many details in it. And it's like, I don't know. I think sometimes girls group can be kind of catty and it can be like one little thing depending on your like emotional maturity levels. Like, cause like if you look back at high school, right? Like yeah. high school, like emotional maturity levels are so not there. And so it's like, you know, one thing wrong, right? Like you made a comment about your friend's shirt, or maybe you were like joking and it wasn't even, but she took it completely personally. And then everybody hated you and nobody was talking to you. And you like literally had no idea why, right. Maybe going, what did I do? What did I do? And nobody could answer you. Cause I think at that point, it's like creating this scenario out of nothing. And then it's like, all of a sudden you're iced out. <laughs> you don't even know why. So I think it just depends on like the emotional maturity, but I don't know. I think my question to her would be like, why is it so important for you to keep them as friends if that importance isn't met back? Right. And secondly, I always put, I always reflect back, right. Where it's like, maybe they're just all like super busy and things aren't working out and nobody means it in that way. And she's taking it personally. Right. Either way. I mean, I think if you're that close, shouldn't you be able to like talk to them and say something? That's just it. Right. Like they, if they are, they feel like it's been 15 plus years. Right. Like you should be able to say like, Hey, I'm, I mean, we had a girl's trip. Like it was just like last summer, one of the girl's trips. And I was kind of feeling like that. Granted, my schedule is just way different than everybody's. And my situation's different. Everybody's married. All my friends are married. Everybody has kids, you know, it's just different. And like, the days that they all meet on is Saturday nights. Well, I work Saturday nights and I bartend and I'd always be like, well, can we do Friday night? But Friday nights don't work because everybody has families and they have this and that. And so it was like, well, I just haven't been able to make them like it is what it is, you know? And so I just have had to let it go. But yeah, sometimes it's hard. You're kind of like, wait a second. Like, I mean, I want to be able to come too. But then it would never fail that they finally pick a day that might work. And it's like, oh, I'm out of town for Hayden's across. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can kind of relate. But I, at the same point, like I will say something to them or I have, you know, and be like, well, I would love to come and I'd love to join. But like, I'm not going to make something out of nothing either. Yeah. And I think, too, it's really hard to align that many schedules because we we I deal with this with my high school girlfriends, too, where it's like we plan something. And then it's like a month of us going back and forth of what day actually works. Yeah. <laughs> and not all of us you, could always make you it. Know that, 
Right. And I, that's like, we did, and that's when we, we started our girls trip. It was like, okay, let's just do the first weekend in August or whatever. And whoever can make it, can make it. Whoever can't, can't. Cause sometimes when you start doing the dates and the times, it's like, it, there's obviously like a planner. There's usually the planner in the group who's really good at it. Yep. And I feel like it, they do kind of win the scheduling aspect because they're the ones that usually like plan and do it or like call and make the reservation. And like, they're a little bit more of like the go getter on it. So I'm like, yeah, I feel like you kind of win on like basing it around your schedule a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I guess I don't, we don't deal with that. I guess I think we're all just like, okay, sure. Like if you can make it great, but I think that's why we're friends. It's because we just, I mean, we are too, but it's still like, there's still one person, you know, there's still somebody who's like, well, there's an alpha. usually someone initiates it usually is kind of like, yeah. it's like, well, these are the dates that are available. And it's like, whoever can make it can make it. But those initial dates don't come out of the blue. Usually like somebody's like, well, let's get together at my cabin. And then you're like, okay. And it's like, well, this is the date. And then it's like, if you can't make it, you can't make it. But obviously the person whose cabin is that like (laughs) wins that date, you know, like it's her time. (laughs) But I think you kind of take turns usually doing it like years. Yeah. You have to, otherwise then that person feels like, well, what the heck, why do I have to plan everything? I don't want to be the mom. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I just think best, best thing is just to communicate and say maybe whatever's bothering you. Yeah. So that's how we uh, answer that one. (laughs) Right. So the next one is my boyfriend. Uh, I'm a female 31 boyfriend is male 32 told me an unprompted lie about his past relationship and doubled down on it. And now I don't know what to do. I really need some advice. My boyfriend and I have been together for eight months. He has a favorite restaurant in his hometown. He has taken friends there. And in the past, he has taken a date there. These are all things I know to be true. The restaurant is very special to him. And he goes here during hard times. He knows everyone at the place and it's very friendly. He has had three serious relationships prior to me. I assumed that he took every girl he dated to this special restaurant, but he insists he has never done this with any ex. He told me this completely unprompted. I thought it was strange and dropped it, but later clarified and he again emphasized how important the restaurant was and how he had only brought me here because he thinks I am so special. I still didn't really believe it, and I snooped through old Facebook posts to find pictures of his ex at the same restaurant, and we've done a lot of the same things. I know I shouldn't have snooped either, but it obviously confirmed my suspicions. I need advice on what to do next. Ooh. (laughs) I feel like this is like a total male thing. Like, I seriously think that either they don't remember or I don't know. I think men like to, because they've been taught to like make women feel special, right? And I feel like this has been done to me before, like brought to this special place. And you're like, oh, he's bringing me into his world. Like I'm the most special girl. 
and then finding out later that that's not the case at all. Like <laughs> it's like a schmoozing thing in a way. And granted, I don't know how serious they are, but I don't know. I'd be pissed. Right? Well, and it's like, even if you already assume that he's taken them there, like, why would you lie about it then? You could be like, yeah, you know, I have, but like, you're, you know, you're special to me. And obviously, like, because this place is special, I want to bring you into my life, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. it's important to bring people that, I care about into my life but mm-hmm. like why would you lie about it again I'd be like, no and I don't know I think that just goes to show when you like have a gut feeling yeah it's always right it is like you know you go and you search through Facebook pictures and stuff and unfortunately like that's the worst when you're like put in a place where you have to prove what you're feeling yeah and just being put in that scenario of like everybody looking at you going like, Oh, he's brought so many girls. I think for me, that's where I get pissed. Like, I don't want to be just a number that you bring to your little local restaurant for all the servers and bartenders and everybody to be talking about us in the back room. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But I mean, as you get older, it's just kind of the way of life. Like people date and you like, what are you supposed to just, Bring yeah, but if to, you like, lied about it, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd just be like, peace, later, bye. <laughs> that's the answer to everything, though. Are you ready for another one? Yeah. All right. I, 42 female, and my husband, 45 male, are fighting on our honeymoon. I, 42 female, have been with my husband, 45 male, for four years. We've currently been married for four days, and I am sadly writing this during my honeymoon. My stepdaughter, 19, has always been vindictive towards me, despite my years of trying to bond with her. I've done countless things. I've invited her to be one of my bridesmaids, and she showed up to my wedding in a white fancy dress, not the one my husband specifically bought her for the wedding and refused to change. So I kicked her out of the wedding party. She decided to leave, even though I told her she was welcome to stay and sent my husband this text about she thought it would be okay and even suggested that maybe I was worried she'd look better than me and she didn't want to ruin my special day. We are currently at this honeymoon resort in Florida. My husband slept the whole flight and then argued with me about his daughter and how she's just a kid. He thinks I don't understand because I have no children. We've only went out a few times here. When we put away a good chunk of money or no, a good when we put away a good chunk to be able to splurge here at the restaurants and events, it's our honeymoon and it might be TMI, but we've only had sex once. We are arguing, we're not arguing anymore, but he's still being distant. He knew I was very excited to go to the beach because at home, it is still very cold. I tried asking him to go this morning and he just goes, I really don't feel like it and that I should go by myself. He spent most of his time in the hotel except going out to dinner with me a few times, which is so upsetting. I feel like we're ruining our whole honeymoon We're here for two weeks, so I still have time to fix it, even though I feel like I shouldn't have to, but I don't want to ruin our time together. 
I showed him my other post and he said, he said he may have made a poor judgment and said he'd speak to his daughter. Now there's someone commenting under my post and I'm not sure if it's my stepdaughter or someone posing as my stepdaughter. I'm not sure if my husband told her. If so, if so, I think this marriage may not last long because I do not feel united with him. Advice, please. Blending families is hard. Right. I mean, I think it's hard enough to have children together and try and raise them together. And then when you're blending families, especially when you get together, when your kids, I feel like are in their teens or early adults, I feel like girls get a little bit more protective over their daddy because they're daddy's girls. Right. And the dress thing sucks. I would be, I don't know how, I don't know how I would handle that situation. Um, I think I would have just let her have her time and go do your thing and, but you're not going to be in all my wedding photos. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know if I would have kicked her out. I no. feel like that's just adding fuel to the fire. Right. And obviously she's looking for attention yep. somewhere like, and if you guys are there for two weeks, like just let the man rest for a day or two. Like, but I get the expectations of wanting to go do stuff, but you just left a whole honeymoon. You're exhausted because everybody's fighting. Like, I don't know, four years though. Like, I I don't know. A honeymoon should still be really exciting and fun and like yeah. romanticized and like. Well, it just makes you wonder what, what is he going through? Why is he not having fun in their honeymoon? He's pissed about the wedding, I guess, of her kicking her out. Maybe that's where he's at. Um, I'd be pissed too if, you know, my, my husband kicked my kid out for something. It's, that would be a hard place to be in. I know. And, and then she's probably like not letting it go and being like, you know, but still, I don't know, to not communicate about anything and just like, I'd be like, okay, see you later. Bye. Or I'd I, be like, I'm going to fly home. Like, uh, I think if there was, me. right. Well, I think if there was a problem before the wedding with the child, maybe it isn't the right marriage for you. Right. I mean, if you love yeah. somebody, but you're going to have problems for the rest of your life if the other person doesn't like you if the daughter doesn't like you yeah that's true mm-hmm. well and it is hard being with somebody who doesn't have kids and doesn't understand like it's like uh especially I think when you have the girls situation right like it's like a competition like you said the daughter's like almost in competition with her yeah and she's almost in competition with the daughter when really there's no competition because they're two completely different roles. Absolutely. But who knows what the mom, the mom could be feeding information. There's brainwashing potentially, or maybe this wife isn't the kindest to the daughter. We don't know. I don't know. I guess we're trying to give her advice and we're. (laughs) Like, 
I would just talk to him. I just say, what's the deal? This isn't fun for me. I'm not enjoying this. And I had different expectations on how this was going to go. And, you know, if this is what you need, that's fine. But I'm going to either a go do my own thing. And I don't really want to spend the rest of the time with you. Or I just like hop on a flight home and be like, peace. See you later. <laughs> like I'm not doing this. Or I'd be like, if you want to lay in the hotel room the whole time, fine. But don't expect me to come back and check on you because I'm going to be out doing my own thing. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I'm going to go do my thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this this one's kind of funny and it's really random. <laughs> I'm 19 male and my girlfriend is 18 female. Won't stop wearing jeans to bed. Hi, me and my girlfriend have been dating for two years and I think she's the one I want to propose to. Um, She's just so amazing, but she regularly wears jeans to bed. I think it's unsanitary and just wrong at the same time. I don't know how to explain it, but it bothers me a lot. How do I get this across? We've had conversations about it, but she still does it. How do I get her to stop? (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with her? Why are you dating her? <laughs> Sorry if you wear jeans to bed. <laughs> is, like a, like, is that like a sign of a psychopath? Oh my God. Or like, that would be so uncomfortable. I agree. That's or the first thing just... I do when I get home. If I'm wearing jeans is I rip them off and put on sweatpants. <laughs> I... I mean, I think that's all you can do is talk about it with her and tell her you don't like it. But if it's like that big of an issue, then I don't know, start put, put like her under one set of covers and then like have your own set of covers. It's like a barrier. Tell her (laughs) if she does not, not sleep, she has to take the jeans off or you're not going to marry her. (laughs) There you go. If she wants a ring, she has to stop sleeping with jeans on. (laughs) They're too young. Don't get married. No. Don't get married that young. No. And is she sleeping (laughs) or is she passing out in jeans? (laughs) Right. That's my question. I was going to ask the same thing. (laughs) I don't know. Even when I've been drunk and you get home, like the one thing I can usually manage to do is get my pants off. Yeah. Definitely. Like shoes and pants for sure. Like first thing to come off. Like, yeah. And then bed. I might still have a full face of makeup and a shirt and my purse might still even be on me. I don't know, but definitely gonna get those pants off because that's yeah. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike is a jeans. He can like sleep in jeans a little bit, but he doesn't even leave the house and sweat. Like he won't wear sweatpants out of the house. He's nuts. I'm like, why? What do you mean? Really? He wears- no, he will not. He refuses. He thinks it's so unprofessional. And I'm like, <laughs> you're such a weirdo. Yeah. Nope. I'm definitely embracing the comfy era yeah. of leggings and joggers. Same. That it's socially acceptable. It is. He's just a grandpa. <laughs> I remember like when, 
Like when you, when you were younger though, did you have to dress up to go to dinner with your family? Like if we went out to dinner, like we had to like look nice. Like that was a thing. Like I remember like we had to like put on our nice jeans and put on like a decent shirt or, you know, like you had to look nice. And now like Hayden goes to dinner in like sweatpants and like slides and dirty socks and I, whatever. And I'm just like, I don't even going to fight about it. Like, I don't care. Do you? I guess it doesn't really matter to me. What's so funny is I went to dinner with my aunt last night and she told the story about this exact conversation. And she said, let her wear the dress. Have you heard this? Mm-mm. No. Okay. So they say, let her wear the dress. So this little girl got this dress that they were going to wear to a wedding at the end of the week. And she kept asking all week if she could wear this dress. And the mom kept saying, no, we have to keep it nice. We have to keep it nice. Well, the day before the wedding, the girl, little girl died and she never got to wear the dress. Isn't that a horrible story? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like. Oh, I. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Lorelai got her Halloween costume and I was like, yeah, just wear it. I don't care. Like, why save it for just like a couple hours one night? I was like, go ahead, wear it all week. Like, But I think that's a really good story to remember. Yeah, I thought so, too. It was a good reminder that like if your kid wants to wear pajama pants, like let them wear pajama pants like. Does it, uh, does it really matter? Like you have to teach them, right? Like, okay, you're going to a job interview or you're going to work. Like you can't look like a slob, but you're a teenager and it doesn't really matter right now. So wear what you want to wear. You're going to have to wear pants and jeans and uncomfortable stuff to work for the rest of your life. Right. Well, and two, I think, I don't know, you, you have to let them just be who they are and not do it for other people all the time either. But I remember Hayden had this science fair project and he worked really hard on it and we were getting ready to go to it. And he was like putting on outfits and stuff and he had just black joggers and he put like a button down shirt with these black joggers and stuff, you know? And I was like, okay. And I, I was, I almost was like, no, you cannot wear that. Like you should wear something, you know, a little bit more and I stopped myself. And I just said here, like, this is just my opinion is you've worked really hard on this science fair project, haven't you? And he's like, yeah, we've worked weeks and weeks on this. I go, and part of it is you are the face of your project So you're going to stand there and you're going to talk to the judges and you're going to tell them about your project. And I believe that the more confident you feel in yourself and how you look and how you're presenting yourself in those moments is going to relay and how you're talking about it and just your straight up confidence. I go, I believe that when we are spending so much time on a project like that, that it deserves the same thing from us. So I was like, if I were you, I would wear something. You don't have to go really fancy, but I would wear jeans and maybe a button down shirt. You can wear your tennis shoes too, but I would wear something that makes you feel confident 
that helps you in the role that you're going to be playing for this and gives you that little boost. And then like also to be taken seriously with it, you know, and he did, he came out and he had like the best outfit, you know, it was super cute. And I was like, I love it. I think you did a great job picking that out. I go, how do you feel? And he's like, I feel really good. And, you know, we went and he did, he got, I think he got one of the first place prizes or got a blue ribbon or whatever and he did really good and it was fun but it was nice to be able to be like you know a learning learning option right or yeah, just absolutely. moment of like how do you want to present yourself how do you feel in it I go but if you put those sweats on in a sweatshirt and you feel really confident and you can do that I go that's great but I go for me if I'm going to put sweats in a sweatshirt on I'm going to be in a more relaxed state Um, I'm probably going to be, you know, you just, it's a, it's a different feel, you know, doesn't mean you can't be confident in it. You just have to look at how you feel in it. You do. You absolutely do. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have is kind of what they say. (laughs) You want that big promotion dress for it. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree. This is like a little bit long, but it says, how do I female 28 tell my husband male 33 that I want a divorce? How do I tell my husband or excuse me, repeating it because it repeats it again. I'm miserable. So, so miserable. (laughs) We used to be really happy and like each other since our daughter was born. Everything has changed. She's almost a year old and he has yet to do anything to help with her. He sleeps in a different room to me and the baby. She's still in my room. So he's never done a night feed or rock her back to sleep or anything like that. He doesn't sort her meals, her bottles. He doesn't do laundry or clean the house. He sits on his ass constantly and just plays on his phone. No matter how much I say I need help with everyday things, he always says he'll change but doesn't. We argue every single day. He's self-employed, works constantly, and still brings home hardly anything. What he does earn, he takes for um, gas in the car, vaping, and tattoos. This has been ongoing for years. He has a job for a bit, then gets fired and doesn't do anything for a while until he goes to the next thing. For six years, I've been single-handedly being financially responsible for every single thing. All the bills, the rent, et cetera, is all down to me. We're in a lot of debt and I pay my own as well as his too. And obviously now we have a child. I'm also doing all the parenting. I do 99% of her care and he maybe gives her a bottle once every so often. His patience is awful. His attitude is worse. He constantly believes I'm cheating. If I'm on my phone, he wants to know exactly who I'm texting and hang on. I had to like switch over. Uh, Who I'm texting and where we're and what we're talking about. It isn't because he's interested. It's because I think it's someone else. I want to divorce and be free. I'm already doing everything alone. So it makes no difference. I feel like I'm trapped though. He has nowhere else to go. If I ask him to move out, he can't afford to get a place of his own. The house we live in is owned by my father and every bill, etc., is in my name. So I'm not leaving. Doesn't matter what we say. He thinks we're happy. He can't take the hint. I'm miserable. I wish he'd go away. 
Despite it all, I want him to be okay moving forward. I'm worried about hurting his feelings, staying, I'm done. I'm worried about custody and his family who didn't like me anyways, and the impact of that too. I'm worried the opinions of everyone else with this. I don't even know how to say I'm done. I've been trying for six months to tell him, but he says he'll change and things will be different. I don't know how to do it, but I know I need to. I'm sorry this is a lot of rambling. Just feel like I'm at a breaking point in life in general. Mental health isn't great. I need to escape. I don't want to keep trying to make this work when I don't feel anything towards him but resentment. What do I do? Oof. That's an interesting one, right? Yeah, it's it's the hardest. I remember telling my husband I wanted a divorce. And it's the hardest thing to say, come out of your mouth, because the last thing you want to do is hurt somebody with how you're feeling. And you always have those like moments of like, what could be, and you're hanging on to those moments of what could be. Maybe in my advice, like, I don't say give up on the relationship if you, you know, there's kid involved but maybe like you have you separate for a little bit to see what could happen and maybe he maybe he's seeing somebody they say that when somebody's super paranoid and constantly wanting to like know who you're texting and what you're doing it's really them behind the scenes potentially so I don't know yeah no I agree with that because it's like if you're not doing that that's not something you think of Right. Like if you're not being shady or texting people, it's just not something you're aware of because it's not really on your radar. But I feel like when you're doing those types of things, you often get a little more paranoid that somebody's doing that or you think that that's what they're doing when in essence they might not be. But I don't know. It sounds like to me there's like addiction issues somewhere in there, like something. There has to be some sort of mental health, you know, whether it's gaming addiction, there's something there because those types of behaviors usually come as a result of, of that, I would say, especially with like, well, males and females, but having a kid is really hard. And I think you learn a lot about people and I think sometimes when you are the mom and you're breastfeeding and you're doing all the things, it's almost like you're the only person that can really fix a lot of the baby's problems because they're just so connected to you. But there's so, so, so much the father can do. And really the father's job is to take care of, to me, what I think is it's, you might not be able to take care of the baby's needs all the time, but you can take care of your wife's needs and you can take care of your woman and feed her and bathe her and get things done so that she has the energy and the ability to take care of the baby. If there's, if you're not the one that's able to do stuff for the baby, there's so many other things you can be doing, but I I don't even know. I think it's like, it's never going to be 50, 50. It's always going to be 80, 20, 70, 30, whatever the case may be. Um, if you're doing everything on your own already and financially taking care of stuff, it's you're you're gonna be surprised how much money you actually save. 
I am. <laughs> it might be the best choice. And I think what, I think what you said is great. I think sometimes, um, just separating and getting that space and, uh, maybe growing an appreciation for each other, maybe in the areas. Cause I think sometimes you can really get focused in on certain areas and forget to appreciate other things that maybe the other person's doing that you don't recognize or you get away and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so much better. Yep. hundred percent. And it sucks when you're financially in trouble too, because that that's why most couples divorce is because of financial stuff. Really? Yeah. That's like the leading cause of divorce is finance. Hmm. I didn't know that. We have another one. We'll do this one as our last one. It says, my business partner recently admitted to me that he had been dipping into my small business funds for months. He told me he used $500 recently after he realized he couldn't replace it. The business is under my name and I am furious. He was my friend before he was my business partner. What do I do? Don't commingle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I think if you're friends, you should be able to say that you're struggling and like ask, but it's, it's not yours to take. That's a boundary that I think, whether you're a friend, your brother, it's your mom, dad, whatever it is, like, that's a boundary that you don't cross with anybody that you need to ask for permission first before you know, you go and take somebody's money or take somebody's car or just anything like that as your own. Like, I think that would, for me, would lead to like mistrust. And it's like, if you're that willing to just take $500 and not tell me because now you can't replace it. And now you're scared that I'm going to find out, like, what else are you doing? Yeah. And I think if he, you know, would have just said, Hey, I'm short $500. Can I take from here? Like, you know, as us as business partners, I feel like either one of us would be like, yeah, that's fine. And we'll figure out a way to get it back together. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I'm going to sell that, you know, or you have a plan on how, or it's like my check's coming and I'll be, have it replaced, you know, but I, to just take it, I think that is one of those big red flags right away where it's, here's your warning sign. This is your warning to maybe separate or create some kind of thing legally so that you can cover your butt in it just in case this ever quote unquote happens again. For sure. Cause we all go through hard times and just be a compassionate human being. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think, I mean, if somebody was like, Hey, I need to use, I'd be like, absolutely. Here you go. You know, but I don't know. There's something about if somebody were to take it from me without my knowledge or even my son, even if my son were to steal money from me, like that would be so disheartening to me because I would be like, I, you know, I would give you $20. Like, you know, that doesn't bother me. Like I would need an explanation, but I wouldn't have an issue, but to take it from somebody, Oh, that, that just hurts the soul a little bit to me. Not even about the money. I think it's more about the principle. 
I agree. Because now the trust is broken. Yeah. I think that's, for me, it's like, I could care less about the money. It's not even about the $500. But I think for me, it would be more of that, uh-oh, like our values don't align yeah. here. Like, right. And, or, you know, they they understand they did it wrong and you can apologize and set boundaries and move forward in a certain way. But I don't know. That would be tough. Yeah. Cause you're always just then going to hyper-focus on it. Like, Oh, now I need to watch the accounting like a hawk because now I don't trust you. So. Yeah. And that's the last thing you want to do with a business partner is play mommy or daddy. Right. For sure. Right. You should have your roles. Yep. I don't know. These were super interesting stories to like go through and read. <laughs> and it kind of got me thinking a lot of like, what would I do? What is that advice? But then I'm going like, who am I to give advice <laughs> sometimes? I don't think that. But I that. think it's so nice. You're always going to just take your own advice. We can go and we can ask for advice from people all day long, but we all know in our gut feeling what we're going to do. It's just more validating. Yeah, I was going to, I was just going to, I literally was thinking that when I was reading some of them is like so, a lot of these people have answered their own questions, like in their stories, you know, it was like, well, it sounds like you already kind of know and you're already like, you know, you just don't have the guts quite yet to follow through with it. But some of them are kind of funny too. Oh, for sure. Like the jeans. Yeah, the jeans. <laughs> She's a 10, oh. but she wears jeans to bed. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> but that's all I got. Those are the only stories I got. Yeah. I don't have any either. I had my breast consultation today. That was interesting in itself. So we'll stay tuned, you guys, because I'll bring you behind the scenes on what it all endures. I have to make sure my insurance will cover it first. <laughs> I have all really? the all the things, all the qualifications for one. So it's kind of okay. weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a little scary, though, too, or no? Yeah, it is. He's like, yours is going to hurt the worst because yours is like, side boob like that's where I have a lot of issues so and then just you know he drew on me so it was like he moved it up like my my nipple I guess you could call it up like yeah. six six inches and I was like oh that's, <laughs> that's, that's where it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that yeah, was a little visitor oh yeah hi missy poo <laughs> that's hysterical i know and I a like, little like uh... way to make me feel old is what it, i just felt like a grandma <laughs> like... but then i was like well now i really want yeah. one <laughs> insurance better pay for this now because right. i'm like just gonna die like <laughs> oh yep I don't know if I can handle that well what we're just talking about ordering you know like 
wedding dresses and stuff. And I remember from my friend's wedding, we ordered dresses. And, you know, I think at that time I was like a dress size eight, six. And they, we were trying on like 13, 14, like no big deal, but you know, we had the clasp and we had all this. We go to order them and they're like, you need to order a size. I think it was like a 14. And I was like, what? A 14? Like, wasn't that what we were just trying on? They're like, yeah, those are stretched out and stuff from like people trying them on. And I go, do these dresses really stretch out? Like, I feel like, like wedding dress. I mean, they have a little give, but they don't like stretch out three sizes. Like, you know, but we all left. We literally all left that appointment almost in tears. And we went to lunch. And I'm pretty sure all of us like ordered a salad. Like, what's wrong with us? But I told her, I was like, no, I'm going to, I think I ordered an eight. And she was like, well, okay. Like, you got to be careful. It fit perfect. I didn't have to do any adjustments. But I just was like, how can you make me order like literally two of the dresses? Right. Yeah. Because then you get in, you would have had to pay even more for alterations and. Is it a scam? I don't know. We need somebody who works. We'll bring Jody. We'll bring Jody on. She did. She worked at the wedding shop forever. So Jody, if you're listening, she's one of my best friends. You need to come on and talk to us about. Yeah, wedding. we got yeah. we got wedding season coming. Up. That'd do. be a good one. Yeah, it would. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you had your appointment and I hope it goes really good. And I'm going to probably end this here because I have a little three-year-old who is <laughs> demanding my attention and trying to get in the video. Can you say hi to our listeners? You got to say, say hi. Hi. Oh, <laughs> I miss you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for missing me. Say the Twisted Sisters podcast. all right guys thank you for listening we appreciate it bye bye thank you for listening to the twisted sisters podcast we'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and samantha Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted Twisted sisters. sisters. We're all a little twisted.